0: The announcement, as we talked about, a little bit vague, something about a new legal framework to foster self-governance and the implementation of indigenous rights. That's what it said. I'm not sure what that actually means uh, because we didn't get really any details other than the prime minister saying, quote, indigenous peoples might once again have confidence in a system that has failed them all too often in the past. And that's not the first time we've heard that comment. We've heard it quite a bit of late. His comments, of course, coming after a very highly charged and a very racially sensitive time following uh, the acquittal of a Saskatchewan farmer who had killed, uh, had been accused of killing Colton Bushy. And it comes after comments that both the Prime Minister and the Justice Minister had said, casting doubt on that jury. And the statements and what I think people in the legal in legal circles, uh, you know, are hearing they're, they're deeply troubled by this. So is the prime minister talking or is he actually quite serious about creating this parallel parallel state, a separate legal system that only deals with indigenous issues? Let's bring Joe Newberger into the conversation. Of course, you hear him here on uh, Global News Radio. You are very, very... Um, passionate last night when you were talking about this. And so when you, you know, step back and hear what they said today, where are you at? Uh,
1: you know, I'm, I'm not a, my blood pressure isn't as high because <laughs> we've heard, we've heard this type of language um, for a couple of years now. And there is quite a bit of legitimacy to needs for the change uh, for many of these communities. We, you've seen the, the, tainted water issues, um, there is, you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, drug addiction, high rates of suicide amongst teens, and so these communities need help in a different way than what has been done over the last two, three decades. It's obviously not working. So we've seen this addressed in a number, by, by two governments. Uh, we know that this is the Prime Minister's, one of his main mandates, and that's fine, but it's big on broad language, little on detail. Um, and if they're going to set up, I think what one of the things that he's describing is to provide them with more sovereignty. So they will have uh, greater autonomy in making decisions of, for their own communities and land. I'm not so sure how that will work. I don't think that's a risk to us. But then if the idea is to create a separate justice system for them, that's not going to work. Our justice system needs to be more sensitive to their issues, and that's been changing over time, uh, because there's a disproportionate amount of individuals from identified minorities and indigenous people in jail. So we need to look at that. But I don't want to see now some sort of separate system to be dealt with uh, to deal with People who have charges that are either indigenous or something against indigenous individuals—that's something I don't want to see. And I know I'm being long-winded, but the other thing is, I just saw a minor comment about jury selection. Mm-hmm. That is—that is the one that gets me extremely upset. And there, this is not the case where this government should act to eliminate the peremptory challenges in jury selections, which the crown and the defense have which has been in place for such a long period of time in order to make trials fair.
0: You you couldn't do it would literally be impossible to do a quota based jury because if you then say okay a jury has to have x amount of indigenous then you would have people from the black community you would have them yeah. from the, they, they you literally could not do that and appease everybody.
1: No, you can't. And and and, and both the crown and the defense has to have the right to challenge jurors. I mean, our system is Minuscule as far as how you challenge jurors here as compared to the United States. There it's, it's full disclosure of who uh, a potential juror is and almost full cross-examination. Here, it's, you know, you look at them, you get to know their name, occupation, yes, you can probably tell what background they are, and then you make a decision based on many, many issues. Like, I've run ha- countless jury trials where, mm-hmm. where the Crown Attorney wants to exclude people of, of color similar to my client. Uh, where they want to exclude teachers, where they want to exclude members of the clergy because they think they'll be too soft, or That's women, easy. and you know what? When I pick juries, I have I always look for a disproportionate amount of women. I yeah. want eight, nine women on mm-hmm. on the panel, and then in certain cases they try and get them off. And so this is the way it is. And and I'm going to say one other thing: that the misunderstanding here is that if in Saskatchewan there was 35 people on that jury array, then his his twelve challenges would have gone very not very far to try and prevent some indigenous members of the community being on the jury. That's a reflection of the jury lists and of the returns from the mail that goes out from the jury department, whatever it is. That, that is another systemic issue that mm-hmm. has to be looked at, which you know, there's there's no there's barely any lip service paid to that. It's just attack the verdict, attack the jury, and then and, and try and somehow attack the defense for, for doing what they have a right to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think when when we talk about juries, for p- people that don't understand it, I mean, when you go in and you get these big jury pools, because I just got my notice in the mail, I'm now <laughs> up for China. If I'd make go. the worst juror, by the way, I'm just telling you. Guilty. Well, there you go. I don't know. But um, I'm, <laughs> I know you wouldn't pick me, Joe. But... You know, people have to understand that both the defense and the Crown get to look at the jurors, and as they come up, they're asked yes. their name, they have to swear on a book, and then, you know, the Crown can nod, uh, the defense can say no. I mean, it, it is a choice. So it's not like, you know, they, they go back and forth to what they believe is is the fair way to pick a jury.
1: Right, and and so, so if everybody understands, normally for a trial, it's going to be about two weeks. Let's not say a murder case, but an assault case or a robbery or something, you may get a panel of about a hundred jurors, maybe a little bit more, and then you get a group of thirty, and they come up by name, and you know the occupation, and they have this archaic saying: "Juror, look upon the accused; accused, look upon the juror." And sometimes you look at at a member because if the person doesn't make eye contact with my client or me, mm-hmm. I exclude them because mm-hmm. I want somebody to you know who's going to be able to make eye contact. So it's just this is just part of the process, but. It's not really, it's very narrow as far as vetting a jury. We don't know very much about the potential jurors, and only in other cases where you have a challenge for cause, which maybe the listeners can, if they don't understand, in certain cases where you have a person accused who's an identifiable minority, you can bring a challenge for cause, and on a limited basis you will have certain questions that will be posed to the potential jurors. They're vetted by the judge. They're basically not invasive. They basically ask, would you be biased? Basically, that's what it is. And, you know, uh, you'd be shocked at how many people say they are.
0: Because well, they want to get out of it.
1: <laughs> absolutely. They want to get out of it. And
0: they you don't want it. them on it if they want to get out of it, because you need a commitment to do this.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the other interesting thing I think we spoke about last night was, you know, as that process goes on and you select jurors, those jurors who are now sitting judge the other ones. Yeah. And you'd be surprised who yeah. they exclude. Yeah. And so this is the system we have. And I have great faith in our jury system. You know, I've, I found the juries, properly impaneled, will, you know, transcend their normal laws and will take this very seriously and will judge the facts extremely carefully. Mm-hmm. And this one case is a horrific case, but that's not one that you make legislative changes on that ruins you, know, hundreds you don't years be, yeah
0: you don't change process. the laws because of one hard case that is just no. a, a reckless way of doing it other way, no. we, yeah
1: okay and, and, and you know all you know what do we tell our friends or our children don't act on impulse you know when you're upset or you're angry that's not the right time to make a decision but all I saw was complete complete revulsion for a jury who did their job none of us sat there the prime minister wasn't there for the trial nor was the justice minister it was complete revulsion and then, you know, knee-jerk reaction. Thank God there's no legislation now in place, and I doubt they're going to be attacking the uh, peremptory challenges, because if they did, then there's going to be constitutional applications to make it more like the U.S. system.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, look, I'm going to keep you for an extra couple of minutes, because sure. I'm going to put you on the spot. I want to talk about uh, Patrick Brown, who you know is coming out swinging, um, and... Yeah. You know, now that um, CTV has backed down um, and had to make a correction on a couple of things that they didn't, A, declare a conflict of interest, but they had told the reporter involved not to to be involved in, um, I guess, the reporting of it who had known one of the alleged victims. And now you've got the bigger of the accusations that the woman was actually 19 and was, in fact, you know, of age and, and not. And not in high school. Yeah, in your opinion, um, when this kind of accusation comes out, which is quite damaging, I- is there enough to come back and for liable defamation?
1: I, I think so. I mean, I think this is a. I mean, look, you have to prove that the allegation is is a lie. So it's a fairly high threshold, you know. And again, it's not my area of expertise, but mm-hmm. but we're, we're living in a very different time now where allegations of sexual misconduct or, or, you know, what might be an unpleasant date turn into the, the, the tattering of somebody's career and reputation. And, and you know, the, I, I said on Monday when I was on air, and I think I made people who were interviewing me angry, but I said, journalists have to look at this very carefully. Yeah. I very much doubt they're fact-checking this. And they mm-hmm. go, oh, I'm sure we've fact checked. No, you don't. There's no fact-checking. You're taking statements from two individuals. You're yeah. not interviewing people who are at the, at this party. You're not cross-examining them in any type of way to try to dig down to the veracity. And I think, frankly, there's negligence. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I see that there's journalistic negligence here.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting because the story's far, far, far from being over. I just... Um I wanted to ask you one more question because one of the um, uh, alleged victims had uh, come out today saying that she stands firmly by the truth of what I said about Patrick Brown's conduct involving me, and this is what caught my eye. Collateral details from an incident many years ago are not important, to which my head almost exploded, because yeah, that is yeah. not true.
1: And your head should explode. My head exploded. I saw the comment from their lawyer, who professes in his regular life to be a defense lawyer, which is not, in my opinion. no. The facts are the facts, and we're trying to be. Our heads are trying to be trained now by certain certain organizations that inconsistencies, lack of memory, you know, association with the alleged uh, abuser afterward. None of this matters. Doesn't matter.
0: But you 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 know that this case would not stand up in a court. There's not there's no
1: criminal offense here. What's the criminal offense? You know, asking, like let's take it as high as you ask somebody for a sexual act. The answer is no, you're a creep and walk away.
0: Can you imagine how often that's happening on Valentine's Day? Yeah,
1: like as we speak, but yeah. we're
0: human beings.
1: Yeah. We interact. We have genetics. We've, you know, we're not perfect. We interact in all sor- sorts of ways. Maybe sometimes it's, it's elegant, sometimes it's not. But this isn't, this isn't, this is news. This yeah. is the reason to get rid of the leader of a party because something happened 10 years ago. I mean, I'm not trying to diminish, you know, if this is true, but I have a hard time accepting that this is
0: where we've come now. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'm getting the eyes. I got to go to break. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Joe, thank you very much. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Have a great show. You too. That's Joe Neuberger uh, joining us here tonight.